I like your bod. Show me your diddish. Innocent! He's a Viagra commercial. Bam! Look at this bush. Bam! I got a boner! Magical. Like that. Ah, what's up, man? Hey, ah. It started. Oh, fuck. Here we are. Yeah, welcome to People Time, yeah. you historian dabblers. You dabble and dabblers. Yeah. Will we dabble? Yeah, well, I mean, I dabbled earlier. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go dabble. Anytime that you're talking, I'm dabbling. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Mm hmm. I'm committed. Bit. You chafing? Yeah. There's no dabble cream. <laughs> that I can find that I think it's called out. lotion. <laughs> oh. I usually use that for the dabbling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, come with us. Come come dabble with us Please. as we dabble through history. Mm hmm. And uh, you guys get to learn a little bit extra. For, uh, for the show. Uh, program. Um, <clears throat> program. People time. People time. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, uh, oh, should we go ahead and get into the fun fact of the day? Yeah, yeah, we got a full episode. Let's let's start off with something okay. fact, facty funny. So here's something that I recently learned mm -hmm. in history, which, um, you know, I, it's something I just kind of saw, um, so I haven't done the full-on research with it, but it is interesting nonetheless, and that is that um, uh, during the Renaissance time in France, a woman could take her husband to court if he was impotent. Mm, what? Yeah, so <laughs> so if... If he's having some troubles, I, I like that it's court too. It's not like you got to go and see a doctor. Like no. she can't demand that he go, you know, try to get professional. I don't, I don't it's, know how many dick doctors there were. Back I don't then. know. Maybe not. Maybe that's why. But I like that it's like a legal thing. Like, <laughs> like yeah, you, you can't do anything for me. All right, I'm taking you to court, buddy. You, you don't fuck me. This is get, this is going to legal zone. And I I don't know how that works. You go into the courtroom and yeah, you how present. Do they prove it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was like, show us, do it right now. Show me. Have sex. Let me see that you can't do it. He's like, well, look, of course you're all. I'm flaccid. You're all flaccid. This is a, a stern environment. This is no fun. Yeah, he's like, I'm staring at a bunch of powdered wigs <laughs> and shit in here. I don't. This isn't doing nothing. So for what me. do they do? Like, bring out, bring out the women. Bring out the court wenches. <laughs> bring them in. And then they just say. <laughs> All right, is this hey, doing take, anything for you? Take your top off. Take off your top, ladies. Take the tops off, sir. Anything? Any movement? You get a little little tickle? Nothing? No, nothing's going on, huh? It looks like this is not going so well for you. Maybe we uh, let's be sure. Take All off right. the bottoms. Bottoms. Okay, turn around, maybe. Kiss her. Okay. Hey. <laughs> hey, you, you wench. You kiss her. Kiss the other wench. Okay, now you kiss her. <laughs> oh man. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Touch her arm. That's okay. Touch her. Oh, touch her. Ooh, is she cold? Oh, she's cold. I love these cases. Oh, you guys the love best. these cases? Oh, this is the greatest. What hey, were we doing here again? Hey, Johnson. Yeah, right, man? <laughs> this is why we got in a law. I'm not this impotent. Why, Check this out. This is why I fucking got in a law. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah? It, hey, sir? Nothing. <laughs> we're all going to dabble ourselves you while know. you... <laughs> <laughs> now, you owe her, your wife, Yeah. 200 French... Franks. Franks. Well, and the guy... It's just with his eyes closed, thinking, think of a dude, think of a dude, think of a dude, think of a dude. Ah! Boink! Ah, we're good! Ah, fuck. All right, hey, go fuck your wife. Get out of here. Wenches. Right, wenches, come over here. With us. We have some legal matters to discuss. Some dabbling to be done. <laughs> <laughs> what a strange... Yeah, you can take your husband to court for... I mean, and as far as I'm aware, like, being impotent, I mean, like, there's nothing you can 
it's not like you can help it. It's not like you're trying to be like. Yeah, that's not. I mean, you know, we're 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 going to talk about Hugh Hefner today. Yes, and Hugh, you know, had some drug issues, but his his drug of choice for the most of his life is Viagra. Maybe. Uh, uh, maybe this woman's husband was just oversexed. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're Prince and you're an oversexed elf and you can keep fucking. Sometimes you're Hugh Hefner and you need some, some help. Need some help, yeah. But that apparently in Renaissance France was enough. To... I wonder how many cases there were. I'm going to have to look that up. That's great. Oh, my God. If there's a small handful, I will dedicate my life to this and write books about it. I will be <laughs> the guy who's the specialist on this. The impotence in France. Yeah. The legal court system. It was an epidemic of non-dabbling <laughs> due to flaccid penai in the in the French countryside. Some say it was too much wine. Some say the women too hairy. <laughs> no one's really certain. Follow me on this journey. <laughs> it's the, the intro to my PBS documentary. That's pretty it. good. I like that. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be really good, I think. Can I co-host or no? You can come along. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're going to be doing some dabbling. Nice. Yeah, some joint dabbling. All right, well, you fellow dabblers, let's go ahead and get into the story of Hugh Hefner Hugh on Hef. People Time. Welcome to the show, by the way. Oh, my God. Holy shit. What a show. Oh, program. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah, let's get into it here. All right, guys. Well, uh, we've uh, met up with uh, Knackers in the Breeze, which is another podcast that uh, yeah. it's two fellows. Um, their names are... Lads Across the Pond. Yeah. Oh, Ryan and Barry. Yeah, Ryan and Barry. And uh, their podcast is essentially trying to find enlightenment by being asked questions that they have their listeners <laughs> call in and ask questions. It's a pretty funny setup. Yeah. Like they want to learn enlightenment through would you rather questions would you rather yeah so you can give them some hard scenarios to it's pick gonna, from it's gonna take him a while yeah. several seasons worth of a podcast but i believe in the endeavor it's it's hilarious i love this podcast pretty funny. and so we're gonna give a shout out to them and we're also gonna kind of do what they do so you can just go to their facebook uh knackers in the breeze and they have a on facebook you can go to the messenger and it lets you record a voice notes with it, what it's called i've never done that before yeah i didn't know this existed so this is how you can ask them and they put it on their podcast goddamn science yeah it's amazing and so they have sent us a question to answer so it's kind of in the theme of their style of podcast which is fun so shall we get right into it um i'm ready my body is prepared all right well here is their question to people time podcast Hello, People Time. This is Ryan from the Knackers in the Breeze podcast, where we attempt to achieve philosophical enlightenment by answering questions sent in by our listeners. And I've got a question for you this week. If you had the opportunity to relive the life of any historical figure, but any fame they achieve or any recognition they achieve in their life is now lost in the history books. So, for example, if you were, if you were going to go back and live as Martin Luther King, everything that he attempted to achieve still happened. So the racial equality... Uh, still improved afterwards, but his name is now lost in the historical records mm. and unrecognized. Would you go back and do it? Would you want to experience what it was like to live as that person, or is the significance of that icon more important? Let me know. So there oh, you go. This so, is provocative. It's interesting. So you could experience it firsthand. You get to be that person and, yeah. and be a part of that. But you now but erase nope. there. Nobody knows. Yeah, they don't know who. Uh, which is funny because he did Martin Luther King, and he's on our list of people time to do. We're doing him. Yeah. 
So, uh, would you? Is there anybody you would, and who? Because I've got. I, I first thought that came to my mind was I'm going to pick someone I don't like and then erase their memory. Their, erase their memory, but then their, you have to do the shitty stuff name. they did. Yeah. Well, so I just be Jesus, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'll go feed a bunch of people some fish and bread or and, whatever. Yeah. And then nobody will remember that it was Jesus. They'll just know that something happened with some guy. You would change all of goddamn history. Yeah. Uh, they would just put, they'd put another name to it. Some other fucking yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be Barry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go, Barry. Bar- Barry from, uh, uh, Bethlehem. Perfect. Well, is there anyone you would do? Is there anyone that you'd want to experience? Um, their their life. Oh no, Jack the Ripper. Wow. Yeah. Nobody even knows his name, so you have to be. I think they know who he is now. Jenny the Ripper or something. Who knows? Because they have to. I have never given this concept a, a single thought my whole life. Yeah. Who? Oh man, this is a tough one. Do you say you have another one? Let me think. Uh, I I don't know. There's people I definitely would want to try to you know go through their eyes and live that experience, but mm. to erase their name that's that's uh, rough. I probably would never do that. It's a little too selfish of. So you probably have the right concept. Pick a bad person. Yeah. So Hitler. So you want to experience what it was like to? I want to murder all the Jews. Genocide. And nobody knows about it. Oh man, that's nobody, so brutal. That's so nobody bad. Nobody knows. Just me. Yeah, well, just me. I guess when I thought bad person, I I didn't mean necessarily an evil person, but oh. so much a, a person that I don't so care for in history. So lesser, okay. That I don't like. That's just whatever. Right. So Kanye. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you still got his good music out there, but nobody knows his name. I would never do that. You know, he would still be in his basement going, Kanye is the best. Kanye is the best. Yeah. I fucking love Kanye. I saw the coolest, like, Someone made a cartoon of him, like a couple panel cartoon type thing. Yeah. And it's Kanye sneezing. And, he, and so he sneezes and he's like, God bless me. Thank me. I'm welcome. Well, you, you know, nobody's making any comments about his intellectual abilities. <laughs> well, I'm just because he's so arrogant. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's really talking about that. All right. Who would you do? Uh, my, oh God. I don't, um, I have no, David Bowie. Oh, Okay. Can I be David? No, I don't want to erase his music. Well, I think his music still goes on somehow. I think that's the idea is that, like he was saying with Martin Luther King, like the, the equality change that he helped improve still, happens. still exists. It's just nobody would know that it was Martin Luther King. You've erased his credit. How does that happen if I'm David Bowie? Well, I guess uh, you, you could still be called David Bowie. I guess it's just your face or something. Some anonymous person has been releasing occultish albums since the 70s and nobody knows. Who he is? Yeah. I want to be that guy. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Yeah, it's got some mystery behind it. The faceless man. So, also, I would get to fuck Mick Jagger. <laughs> yeah. And who's... Oh, who, that terrible, terrible music video. Who's not that? that? Oh, the dancing in the street. Yeah. Oh, my dancing God. in the street. Yeah. Have you seen that without the uh, music? Everybody. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Those two are a fantastic pair. Uh, I really wish they had worked it out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know. So that's that's what a knackers in the breeze do. Is they get these questions and they'll answer anything. They they don't mind. So just send them whatever you want. Nope. And they usually do a would you rather. So uh, you know, would you rather send them a question and hear them just hilariously debate it? Much funnier than than we just debated now. It's true. They're um they're brilliant. W- what we do here would not be ranked as 
comedy so much as two idiots trying to who don't know what's going on. Yeah. But when one they of, one of them has drank too much beer. <laughs> when they do it, it gets quirky. They it, sometimes yeah. sometimes the questions are a little bit odd, like just how like they they don't have all the answers because they're like, well, the specifics. Because they're seeking enlightenment. So they, they start have... they start diving down some pretty funny rabbit holes. I will say, um, of the episodes I listened to, my favorite joke was they did the "Would you rather?" Um, if if you could, would you kill baby Hitler? Yeah. And one of them said, uh, and I'm sorry. Guys, I don't know Barry which, and which Ryan, one of you, yeah. which, when you said uh, that you would just take baby Hitler and raise him as your own, <laughs> and raise him as your own son, and the other guy's like, then kill him. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's goddamn funny. hilarious. <laughs> that, that's right up my alley, man. Yeah. So check them out, Knackers in the Breeze. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're British. I love British. I can't humor. understand about half of the things you guys say. I don't know. I watch British shit all the time, so it's... And I refuse to. You should. It's good shit. America! Oh, God. Well, and, and they still do have a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Probably more fun than, than we're having here. I mean, I'm having a ball. I'm having a really great time today. Wow. It sounds like this is all aimed at me as if I'm doing something. <sighs> Knackers in the breeze. The man, the myth, the boner. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. That is normal, like, tagline. Yeah, every time he walked into a room, he said that. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> he's a walking Viagra commercial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a jackass. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I'll get into that. <laughs> All right, I can't I wait. I don't care for hero worship. I like the guy. Well, yeah, let's talk about uh, the Hef. Yeah. The Hefman. I, uh, yeah, Hugh Hefner. Yeah. So Hugh Hefner is um, every every 12-year-old boy's hero who finds a scrap of a playboy in the woods like that's that's what most of our introduction to playboy is why is it always in the woods who's leaving these in the woods right what's the deal with that actually the this true story the first playboy i ever saw was not in the woods it was behind the dumpster at no. the recreation center of my the town i grew up in are yeah. you serious yeah that's usually it's it's one of those two stories in the woods somewhere or behind some dumpster behind a store or some yeah. shit like that yeah, there was like a like, there was like a storage shed and a dumpster next to it. So there's like a little space. And so someone was hiding them there and you found them or something? Well, it wasn't a full issue. It was like three pages that were just discarded. Were they discarded for a reason? Like oh, did you... pro- Probably. Oh, boy. I mean, I didn't take them home. <laughs> I sat there right there next to the dumpster and did my business. <laughs> well, I was with some friends and we were like, oh, <laughs> boobs. Boobs, dude. Dude, you seen boobs? Oh, I've seen so many boobs, dude. My girlfriend, you don't know her. She goes to different school. Oh, she's got boobs much better than those boobs. Like, oh, that's so cool, Jason. Where? I want to meet your girlfriend. <laughs> Can I see your boobs? Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. She totally showed me. Yeah. She was in Playboy ones. How old were you when you found your first Playboy? I mean, I don't remember, but I don't know, nine, ten, eleven, somewhere in there, maybe. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that age when yeah. boys. Just wander the streets. All of a sudden, yeah. All of a sudden they come online and they're like, I, just, what is, I, I feel the urge to find something. What's this tingling feeling? <laughs> yeah. I'll, know yeah. what I, I'll know what it is once I find it. And then you do, and you're like, this is, this is the thing I was looking for. <laughs> it's so like, I don't know what it is. There's an itch as soon as I see it. It's getting, it's getting scratched. <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, th- th- uh, this is just a fun fact. If you YouTube... Um, Hugh Hefner, and then the letter I N, because I was searching Hugh Hefner interview. Sure. The auto population is actually 
Hugh Hefner in hell. Oh. Fills in in hell. That's odd. Is that oh. a thing? Yeah, I watched a few videos of that. There's some guys who talked about how certain they are that he's in hell now. <laughs> Is that just some Christian guys? Or... I don't know. I don't understand those guys. Is it, was it supposed to be comedy or is it supposed to be like... This... No, they were all pretty pretty serious. <laughs> <I'm> pretty... <laughs> that sounds... Uh... I was like, huh, okay. I'll have to check that out. <laughs> that sounds yes. like it would be entertaining to watch. So you can go search Hugh Hefner interview or Hugh Hefner in hell. Okay. One guy was just really weirdly running his mouth about how certain he was that he was in hell for being a, I don't even know the stupid Bible words, philanderer. Oh. I don't know. Philistine? Yeah, maybe. I don't give a shit. I don't know. I don't think he's in hell. He is in the Playboy Mansion in heaven. <laughs> oh, they have one up there? Mm-hmm. Nice. It's just angels with their tops off. Oh, that sounds nice. Wait, wait. Isn't that what he calls? Or am I thinking of something else? No, it's... uh. What's uh, the name of the store that does on the lawn Oh, tray? Victoria's Secret. They call their they mortals have, angels. Yeah. yeah. Hughes are bunnies. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're bunnies. Not derogatory at all. Yeah. Because they're not human beings. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. So, uh, when, Hugh... Huh? When was he born? Sorry. Hugh Hefner, actually, April 9th of 1926. Oh, yeah. In Chicago. Unlike most people we do, his name is actually Hugh Hefner. What? Yeah, it's Hugh Marston. Well, Hefner. Hugh Hefner's a pretty good... Well... Another thing is later on, I'll bring it up, but he doesn't—he doesn't like to be called Hugh Hefner. He likes to be called the Hef. Really? And then later he's called Hugh. Oh, the guy's kind of a jackass. Yeah. Okay. So he—he he had very, um, you know, old school conservative Methodist Puritan parents, who were like very emotionally unattached, no hugging, no saying "I love you" kind of stuff. Okay. I think. Um, so he had to go hug all the all the women he could find then at that point. Yeah, I think I think if you were a psychologist, Naked. you would call that a motivator <laughs> for your later actions. Yeah. Um, but he grew up, like, liking cartoons. Yeah. He said that because of his parents' lack of affection that he learned his idea of love from movies, primarily romantic scenes in movies. Seems, mm. I don't believe him, but that's what he said. Okay. Um, but yeah, he was obsessed with like the sexy cartoons in Esquire magazine and places <laughs> like that. So he started drawing himself. Uh, in high school, he dated a lady named uh, Betty Conklin, who uh, he really had a huge crush on, but she did not reciprocate that. You say lady like she wasn't in high school, was she? Oh, sorry. No, it was just his age. Oh, okay. I just want to like, make sure, like, is this another thing? Like, she was 40, and he was in high school. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Her name was Bunny. <laughs> yeah. Nobody thinks that motivated anything later. <laughs> but no, Be- Betty Conklin was just a schoolmate of his that he had a crush on, and he didn't make a move, and she didn't reciprocate his feelings, and that made him feel like a doofus. Yeah. So that's when that he happens. created The Hef. That's when he started calling himself The Hef? Yeah. He he wanted people to call him Hef from there on out. I'm not going to lie, and I, I don't know anything about this, but it, to me it sounds like this is a person who might have very well been not a very social, interactive person throughout school and then eventually just kind of lucked out by going, like, everybody likes sex, right? I'm just going to sell in this industry, and it worked out really well because it's yeah. sex. Kind of a just a pervert with a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he must have good marketing. They, I mean, everything I saw said that he was popular and well liked in high school. But oh, he was. Yeah, that's what they say. Well, that's fine. I don't know. I'm just yeah. But Hef, his new persona, sure, is uh, hyper, urbane, sophisticated, uh, smoked a pipe, 
<laughs> very genteel. So it really kind of some stuff I saw they talked about how that was a depiction of the modern metrosexual. Mm. And they said he popularized that. What about Britain? Yeah. Come on. He didn't. He didn't. But he did write for the school newspaper. Uh, he, he dated girls in high school. He said he went steady, but he did not have intercourse in high school. No. He said that several times, so I guess that's important to him. Huh. You might call that another motivator. I feel like that's something more like him trying to just maybe not be a pervert. Like, look, this is art. This is fine. <laughs> I didn't have sex when I was in high school, you fucking idiots. I'm not a pervert. I could have slept with all the high school girls, and you know how hot, how hot teenagers are. Did you are. sleep with a girl in high school? Yeah, I didn't. Because I'm a conservative. And the person he's arguing with doesn't matter anyways because that guy's got all of his magazines. He's just, you know, a Christian politician who's like, this is wrong. Oh, yeah. He's got all the Playboys. Yeah. His wife doesn't know about it. They're behind the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stashes them. First, first, I was just realizing the very first uh, Playboy I ever saw. Yeah. I was a, a young kid. I Probably the same age you're saying, so like 10. Something, yeah. And it was a friend of mine who was a girl who lived next to me. Mm-hmm. Told me to come over and hang out, and we—I mean, we hung out a bunch before this. But at one point, she's the one who showed it to me. She's like, "Yeah, my dad's got this magazine." Yikes! Went to his drawer, pulled it out, and was like, "Yeah, this is my dad's," and then just like handed it to me and walked away. And I was like, "What is? What's going on?" Oh. <laughs> that was my first experience. Sorry, I thought. Uh, and a glow comes off of it. I think it was an actual. It was either a Playboy or a Penthouse. I don't remember which one. Wow. I hope it's not Penthouse. That's a lot more. Full frontal for a young kid to say. Yeah, I don't remember. But I think everybody grew up where, like, a friend's dad had porn. Is that the case? That, yeah. yeah. That's the only person I, I mean, ever I, had, too. That was my first, like, real interaction with porn was yeah. a friend's dad had porn. It's always a friend's dad. Some weird Isn't dad. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Although I like, I love that guy's dad. He's awesome. <laughs> He's a really cool guy. He just happened to have a bunch of porn. <laughs> For everybody else's story, it's a weird guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yours is not so creepy, it sounds like. Yeah, I'm not or being, it, being tongue-in-cheek. He actually is a cool guy. Okay. He just, hey, he's like a guy. He likes tits. That... Is it possible you might be biased because you're like, this guy's awesome because yeah, I got to see us. porn, dude, <laughs> when I needed it the most. <laughs> you never even like told my parents anything. He's like, you need, another, you need the next issue? I got you. <laughs> How old are you? Like. 18 you're like I'm, I'm 11 he's like huh here it's close enough buddy <laughs> and he just drives up to my house in his in his golf with a briefcase full of porn it's not weird <laughs> it's not weird yeah he wore a, he wore a monocle and two different kinds of shoes he wore a monocle I don't know he wasn't even one of my friend's daddy that's just how he introduced himself <laughs> I'm one of your friend's dads we shook hands man of the park <laughs> yeah I'm one of your friend's dads oh okay I believe you Huh, come over to my house. Here, what, this? Just some porn. Every other interaction with, I have with him is blacked out in my memory. <laughs> oh, God. I think it's because they were so pleasant. Probably. Let's just... Yeah, I'm just blissed out from it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore because I don't want to cause any... Well, uh, Hugh Hefner also served stateside in World War II. Oh, really? What was his... Uh... I don't remember. Yeah. I, I didn't write it down. That's fair enough. It Probably was, wasn't important. It really wasn't. He didn't do anything of, of super merit, but he starts uh, dating a girl named Millie Williams, who he ends up marrying. So that's his first wife. And he starts a magazine called Shaft. Boy, so he gets married. So what time frame is it that he gets married? Is it just after the war? Mm-hmm. Is it in the yeah, late 40s, 49. 50s? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So does his wife... Uh, this is always a question I wondered. As somebody who was kind of one of the bigger innovators yeah. of 
pornography, you know, distribution in magazines and stuff, because obviously no internet, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're no movies that you can really like unless you go to um, whatever those are called. Yeah, the yeah yeah movie theater. But this was the easiest way for younger kids, I think, to get their hands on it somehow or another, either by stealing or whatever. But what did his wives think? Were they a part of it? Were they like, yeah, this is awesome? Let's... Well, Millie wasn't psyched about it. No. So no. how do you address that as the guy who's like, well, I'm still going to do it, so. I mean, that was not talked about. Yeah. Yeah. My my opinion being. Uh, He's like, I'm the man, you're the woman, yeah, shut up. It's the 40s. <laughs> yeah. I own you. Maybe might be uh, some version of a sentence that was said. Something I don't close. know. She, she wasn't psyched about it, but he was super into publishing and yeah. naked chicks. And so I guess it, for her, it was just like. Yeah, that's what the half does. <laughs> I married him. So so he he does the magazine called The Shaft. That's what he names his. Uh, it's just called Shaft. Shaft. And this is in college uh, after the war. And he starts the uh, co-ed of the month, which actually, yeah, innovates the the whatever they're the bunny of the month or whatever it is a, it is honestly a smart marketing thing because it is you go and you find a pretty girl and you say look i'm you're the prettiest girl i'm gonna put you on for this month mm-hmm. not only does that drive other girls you know to, to brings a competition just like if you name someone the first place wrestler in whatever then right. some other guy's like fuck that i'm gonna go beat him that's true yeah i don't know you want the women around you to to compete for your affection by being prettier. <laughs> right. Rather than being like, this is kind of that's <laughs> not fucked up. This is kinda of, yeah, this is kind of on the uh The Hef says if you lose five pounds you could be co ed of the month, huh? huh? Yeah. yeah. That's not fucked up at all. <laughs> well co yeah, co ed of the month was not nude, but um But pretty girl, yeah, right? Pretty girl. Yeah. Um he actually loses his virginity to Millie. He he liked to point that out that he was such an old school guy. He didn't sleep with anybody else. It's such a weird like I don't know why you'd want to point out so so bad. I'm so old school. Now buy my porn. He's a pervert. Part of that's not old school. Wants to make sure people don't see him as a pervert. Yeah, yeah. That's that, that's obvious. my main takeaway from the guy. Seems like yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. No, no judgment. Whatever. Um, but Millie actually cheats on him before. They got married. Oh, really? Yeah. And then they end up getting married anyway, but the marriage never ever doesn't pan out. Yeah. Um, and that is another thing psychologists would term a motivator, potentially. Yeah. Because he felt very crushed by that and uh, fell more into his uh, work persona. <laughs> work. <laughs> when the door is locked, I'm working. <laughs> no, come in. We're at a lotion. <laughs> So he he reads uh, uh, Kinsey's book, The Sexual Behavior of the Human Male. Kinsey is a professor who, I don't know, I guess you could call him the first sexologist. Oh, really? Oh, is he the one who used to do all the weird measurements of orgasms and dick size? Yeah. yeah. So he was the first guy to sort of take sex into the lab um, that wasn't recreational. It was professional. Right. And uh, so, yeah. There's some recreational in there, though. Probably most of it. yeah. 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 But... That uh, book kind of changed the way people started looking at sex, where they were like, oh, we can actually talk about it. Kind of. Kind of talk about it. Yeah. We still don't super talk about it. Yeah. Um, He starts working for Esquire magazine, um, drawing cartoons for him. Dirty cartoons sometimes. Uh, He has a daughter named uh, Christy. I did not know he had a kid. There's a few. 
What? And then in 1952... Are they Playboy bunnies? Oh, God, no. That would be awful. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so, so terrible. <laughs> Check out my hot daughter. Oh, my God. That's a little too... Yeah. I don't know. The Hef is kind of a dirty guy. Yeah. You know, if your daughter comes out with a nice rack, what else are you going to do? Put her on the cover. Put her on the cover. <laughs> So in 1952, he has the vision, the vision to change uh, Shaft magazine to something a little bit raunchier. Wow, really raunchier? Yeah. What do you go with? Play Playboy. Oh, yeah. I thought it was gonna be like <laughs> before we get to Playboy, like he went from Shaft to Dick and Balls and Pussy to <laughs> to Playboy is where he landed. The Sex Magazine. <laughs> um, but he has no money and. Um, so he actually asks around to get some investors. His mom is actually the biggest investor. She gives him really? she gives him a grand, and he gets a. Does she know why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, his dad said absolutely not. Really? Yeah, and his mom said, "Yeah, we'll give you a grand, honey. We never hugged you, and now that's why you want to look at naked ladies." Yeah. Well, this is always one of those things that I think about when it comes to porn. Mm-hmm. Is the you have two sides of it, right? You have the side that. Okay, you want to be supportive of women women wanting to do whatever they want with their body. But you also have the other side of yeah. where you actually have feminists who are like, this is men objectifying women. So you have yep. like the it's exact same. It's so tough. And that's what my ultimate takeaway was with my hands in the air like, eh. I'm, I, I'll make fun of Hef. I'm not necessarily saying I'm making fun of pornography. I don't really care to, you know, have that argument. <laughs> Because yeah. I kind of think it's just that it's if you want to put yourself out there, you can totally do that. That's your choice. It's rough for anybody else, like for anybody, men or women. Yeah. But I think that there was I don't They're know adults. how true it is. There was well, yeah. That also goes into a terrible dark part of the industry where they're not all adults but on the adult side of things yeah but there was someone i don't know if this is true someone told me that there was some sort of statistic that of all the women who voluntarily and were of age to Mm -hmm. go into pornography usually end up regretting it later on it's like a high percentage of women oh i'm sure yeah so i have no idea if that's true or or how much they regret it or anything like that but that's also just everything else in life. There's a ton of stuff I was gonna that say, you just regret. What, Unfortunately, you make decisions. The shit you do when you're 18, you usually regret. Have you gone back like three years on your own Facebook page and read the shit that you post about it? It's oh cringy as shit. Like, let alone 10 years ago when, you know. What's the deal with that, too? You're a teenager. Or, yeah, I don't know. It's You say stupid shit and you don't realize how dumb it sounds until you hear it come back later again. Yeah. I don't know. And that's what makes it so much worse Like now that everything is permanent. Everything's immortalized on Facebook or Pornhub. <laughs> or Pornhub. Forever. Yeah. And so that, so, yeah, yeah, it, 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 it does make it different when, when what you do when you're 18 is, is pornography. Yeah. Um, the good news is, and I say this in light of anyone who's done this and regrets it, is that I think at this point now there is so much porn. I mean, like, I can't remember how much it is. It's like a third of the internet is porn. We're drowning in it. <laughs> yeah, that if you did it, the chances are, if you hope that it's not out there still and you did it one time, yeah. chances are people aren't going to probably be running into it a lot. Unless you were... Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess unless you're like... Uh, unless you're putting out a ton of it and you're a well-known name. and Exactly. Then you regret it. Then you might... You have to win best dick sucker award three years in a row and then 
Yeah. Oh, shit. How, I don't know how much this porn pay. How much did Hugh Hef uh, pay his? So, Do they make more money than normal? Yeah, like the the regular girls who get like a page or two. Yeah. I couldn't find a consistent number for. Right. It's not a living wage. But if you're the girl of the month, um, pretty good. So uh, there's some sense that in uh, 1953, you if you're the the main monthly girl, you get five hundred dollars. So how much? Did, wait, how much is five hundred dollars in today's money back? It's like four grand, like forty three hundred. Okay, so that's pretty. You get a nice little bonus. It's not, not crazy. Bad. It's not crazy. I mean, in '53 they weren't a huge magazine. I mean, that's the that's when they first started. So right. it's a good chunk to to start. Um, later, when they got, um, you know, a lot more popularity by 70, 1970, you're the girl of the month. It's five grand. Oh, nice. How much is that in today's money then back? About 30, 30 70, grand. 30 grand. So that's nothing to shake a stick at. I would definitely take my top off for 30 grand right Dude, now. I'd I, take my top off for five grand. I'd take my top off and my pants off for 30 grand. No problem. I'd take all of my clothes off and do untold things for... I don't know, a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> right now. I'll do it for free. I'll fucking just, do it for look, free. Look, you want to look at my shit? Look, you want to dabble me? <laughs> what do you got in your wallet? <laughs> just show me. <laughs> ah, that's fine. That's good enough. That's good enough. That's $16? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, give, give me that uh, Harmon's discount card, too. So what do they make now, uh, if you're the uh, playmate of the month? Uh, Let me see. Where did I put that here? So they started to get um, different pushbacks or kickbacks, I should say. So starting from the 80s up, they make about 25 grand. So that's comparable to what they were making in the 70s and right. with inflation. But they were also getting other shit like you can live in the mansion. You get here's a car. Here's a motorcycle. Right. Uh, here's a breast augmentation. Um, here's Hef's weird looking dick. <laughs> that's a perk that's the perk <laughs> it is perky after four hours yeah but if it stays perky for more than four hours go he to needs the doctor to <laughs> yeah so but today yeah it's about 25 grand if you're the the lady nice the lady of the month yeah what do they make now if you're a playmate about 25 oh okay yeah 25 grand so, so that's in t- what's in what's that in today's money 25 grand today is what in today's- let me google there's a inflation calculator on yeah so 20 so 25 grand today in today's money is a it's about 25 grand (laughs) stupid at least at least according to this calculator yeah yeah so twenty five thousand dollars today is about roughly twenty five thousand it has some decimals yeah okay but the uh i did write down the article that i looked up for their what they made playboy often throws the idea of money at uh celebrities they're like you're cool right now. Uh, if you want to pose, we will give you X amount of money. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Aniston turned down $4 million. Shit, that's a lot of money. Which, I mean, she's it's, probably, Rachel, it's Rachel. Yeah, <laughs> I know. She's probably making way more than that anyways. Doesn't yeah, have to even true. worry about it. But uh, she also probably just didn't want to, I'm, I'm sure, didn't care to do that. So. Fuck that. Yeah. Um, Heidi Montag, who's a model, she uh, did um, pose for a million dollars. It's hmm. um, good money to. I mean, how long? How long does a shoot last? I mean, a couple of days at most. If they have to do like, I bet, you could, yeah, a day or two. Yeah, all you gotta do is stand around, stand around naked. That's awesome for a million dollars. I'd do it. Um, Melissa Joan Hart 
from the hit show Sabrina. Nobody wants to see me which naked, is though. a children's show. Was offered a million dollars during the Sabrina. <laughs> Are you serious? She turned it down. Luckily. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty crazy. They were just like offering to people, like, "Hey, people want to see you naked." I mean, a Playboy representative walking around the halls of Nickelodeon. That that skeeves me out, man. He's just talking to everybody <laughs> with a million dollar check, and he's like, "Hey, Sabrina." <laughs> How old was she at that time? I guess she would have been over 18. Probably, but obviously her character in the show wasn't. Yeah. That's fucking creepy. Yeah. Because you know they would have had her pose with a cat and been like, look at her pussy. <laughs> it talks. <laughs> Normally you wouldn't be into that, but <laughs> in this case, we gave her a million dollars for her talking pussy. Oh, man. Tune in or whatever. Subscribe. <laughs> what was the name of the cat? It was like, uh, uh, it was a Salem. Uh, yeah. Right? Jesus. Well, other than that, yeah, Foxy Brown turned down $2 million. Uh, uh, Nelly Furtado turned down 500000 Nelly Furtado? Yeah, she's a singer. Yeah, I remember Nelly. Yeah. There's all kinds of that uh, creepiness. Nice. Hey, well, money for money for tits. American way. But if you're, you know, the girl on page 28. That one time. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody cares about about, you know. Missy from Kansas. She's yeah. dead now. Yeah. Her and Tila Tequila. <laughs> Together. So, yeah, they, they died in the same gutter. Um, but, yeah, Hef ends up with eight grand to throw around to start um, what he actually wanted to call Stag Party. Stag Party. What is that? That's what he wanted to name the magazine. Hmm. And there was already a magazine called Stag Party. <laughs> what? There was? Yeah, like was it? It's like a, it's like an elk, an elk <laughs> club <laughs> was it group of dudes, like a hunters magazine. That's hilarious. Stag Party. Luckily, that didn't stick because I don't think that would have been as popular. No. But yeah, he he wanted to make a magazine that would uh, uh be what's the right word here appeal to him as a seventeen year old boy. Yeah. And he's in his mid to early 20s right now, 23 or 24, and he's like, God, I miss being 17. Yeah. He's like, that was good days uh, a couple of years ago. Let's do that again forever. <laughs> so the perennial uh, man boy mm-hmm. takes his eight grand, starts setting up his, his magazine that he calls Playboy, and he wants the first episode to go uh, explode, which for, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> who, who doesn't Who doesn't want their first to explode? <laughs> Um, so this is 1952, but in 1949, uh, Marilyn Monroe did some nude photos right? for a calendar. And that, that's always been a thing. Nudie calendars have been around forever. Right. And this is before she was capital Marilyn Monroe yeah. in 49. And everybody knew that the nude Marilyn photos existed, but nobody could see them. Very few people had seen them. Why is that? Because the guy who had them... Um, couldn't like you can't send pornography through the mail back then. Really? Yeah. Huh. And he just had the originals. So, so Hef went to his office and said, "Let me let me buy these Marilyn Monroe photos of you." Because at that time, by now she is the Marilyn Monroe. Now she's well known. When Hef wants to go get the photos. Yeah, because in the same year, um, gen- er, gentlemen prefer blondes came out, which mm-hmm. was. Probably Marilyn Monroe's biggest movie. Yeah. So this is, she's super popular. And the guy's like, I don't know, give me a grand. And of course, Hef talks him down to 500 bucks (laughs) for photos of somebody who 
has no say in it. Right. And he publishes her photos, and of course she's famous, and so everybody buys Playboy. Yeah, he, smart. He, he even uh, for his marketing. Yeah, like he went to the newsstands and watched people buy it. And did she say anything about it at all? Jerked off on all the what? Did she? Did Marilyn Monroe say anything about him? Uh, Publish. Uh, she was actually publicly never said anything about being embarrassed or annoyed about it. I mean, she. I'm sure she was mad. She didn't get a pay cut. Probably. Yeah. I mean, because she did not. But this time, she's probably gonna be pretty rich too. But also, yeah. yeah. Really, the magazine, if anything, made her more popular. So. Right. Yeah, if she's comfortable with with nude photos being out there, which I believe she was. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, good and good. Right. Everybody's getting rich. JFK loved states. it. Yeah. That's how he first. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Who's this? Hey, bring her to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Kennedy. Bring her to me." And then that team of people just ran out. And... Sir, yes, sir, and and they just went to a movie studio and physically dragged her away. And she's like, "What's going on? Happy birthday, <laughs> Mr. President." Bitch, my wife is that's here. Right? That's it. My favorite thing. Is when... <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> when he said... Uh, 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 so 1953 is also the year that Kinsey's other book, The Sexual Behavior in the Human Female, came out. Hmm. So the whole country is just raging hard-ons yeah. all over. Uh, hard-ons of both penises and clitori. Oh. Everybody's psyched. Yeah. Uh, the shit blows up. It's just a nation full of boners. And the first Playboy had an open invitation for applications, and applications from... Young women came pouring in from all over the country of people who were, you know, students and dropouts and people, right. people with jobs. And um, it is reported that Hef violently masturbated on top of a pile of mail, just happy about the reception he was getting. <laughs> he just rolled around and like, I own you all. And the one person was like, we got to read those, don't. <laughs> it's I'm the Hef. <laughs> Bring them to me. <laughs> Um, and yeah, it just blew up. It just kept, honestly, like there's, there's really only just fun stories to be told about it because it just went up and up in popularity. Um, there was uh, a story from uh, one of the centerfolds named Marianne Gabba, who said that her father was a mailman. So he was oh, man. delivering photos of his new daughter. According to her, he, he was stoked about that. <laughs> <laughs> He's all like, huh? which makes yeah. me nervous. Yeah, dude, that's, <laughs> it's really weird, you know? The, the the sexuality of the time frame is that taboo slash go to the far extreme of what we think is probably yeah. a little bit more yeah yeah um pedestrian <laughs> yeah <laughs> um in uh oh there was also a lady named uh, Janet Pilgrim who posed who was actually uh, Hef's secretary oh so he hired on a an attractive Who, woman and was like, whoever was around. He was just like, <laughs> hey, you want to be famous? Look at this camera. Yeah. Do you want to be like Marilyn Monroe? Oh. Show me your titties. I wonder if he had to. Show me your titties. <laughs> That's his real voice. That's how he talks. Yeah. I wonder if he had to uh, kind of do that whole convincing thing. Like, you know, like the girls gone wild and like all the people go around with parties and cameras and stuff. <laughs> right. And I imagine these guys had to have some skill with at least some of the girls. I imagine you got, you got some girls who are like, yeah, here's my tits, whatever. But I imagine there's somewhere 
the camera guy's like, dude, we got to get this chick because she is banging. Oh, and they shit. go up to her and she's like, nah, I'm not really interested. And they're like, hold on. And they have like a pitch that they can try to convince. Be like, look, it's not that big of a deal. All the girls are doing it. You want some free underwear or some free whatever? And they're like, no, nah, I'm really not into it. And then eventually they might get it or not. But I wonder if you had to do some stuff like this or if it was just people that were just willingly right off the bat. Well, thinking of Hugh running around college campuses like – Joe Francis, that douchebag. Uh, Joe Francis. Yeah, he's the Girls Gone Wild guy. Oh, is that who that person is? Who got in trouble for, weirdly, sexual assault. Right. Um, yeah, it kind of skis me out because I, I like I like Hugh. Uh, yeah. I, hate, I, I don't hate him, but he is a gigantic pervert. He's a perv, sure. And we're all a little bit perverts. He just sure. embraced it 100%. But thinking of him running around being like, want to be famous? <laughs> huh? Put this, Put these drinks in your mouth and... Come back yeah. to my studio. Was that ever a, a thing? Uh, not that I could. Yeah. No. Hopefully not. I mean, this was a different time where I think even the the fucked up stuff that we're all comfortable with now because of the internet happened, but people Just kept it not, under wraps. You yeah. don't tell those stories. But I don't believe they were getting paid a ton. Um, right. Because it was still kind of a small publication at the time. But the whole vibe was um, regular girls. Nice girl next door vibe. Yeah. And Hugh was trying to sell the idea that nice girls like sex too. They like being sexy, which is cool. I mean, I think that's honestly, I think true. Yeah, that's on the side of the what many people say was sort of feminist in a way. Yeah, you know, their sexuality is a part of them, and it's been repressed up to this point. Yeah, um, although it's from the male perspective. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I've definitely met girls who have been on the side of, you know, I would. I'm not sure if they have self-proclaimed themselves as feminism, but they definitely are yeah. about women's rights and everything. And then when it comes to this topic, we'll be like, no, I think that, yeah, this is empowering. This is something that a woman gets to decide to do. If she doesn't want to do it, that's fine too. Yeah. But uh, women like to feel sexy and be looked at sometimes, some women at least. And if those are those women who are doing it, fine. If the ones who, As long as the ones who don't want to do it aren't being pressured into it, as long as it's and not. And can say no, then that's fine. And see, that's the issue is that you have what would be forcefully exploitative, which yeah. is like voyeurism or yeah. f- physically forcing a person. Or you have what's exploitative in which you know you can convince this person because they're not that bright or you or, or they, they need money or drugs. Yeah, you're exploiting the scenario. So it's difficult to find the line in there where as a person who wants to be considered moral, you're like, I don't know where the line is here. Yeah. Is it, is it Louis C.K. or is it Bill Cosby or is it Aziz Ansari? Yeah. Those are all versions of this problem. Yeah. And uh, well, I don't not... know. Playboy, did, it plays with that idea. I think it's it, because it made it comfortable to talk about because there's no fucking. Yeah. And back then there's not even any vagina. It's yeah. really just girls with their tops off. And usually they still have clothes on. Their tits are just out. Yeah. Um. So I think that made it. Like, this is a talking point. Is this feminist? Is it not? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I don't know. Not to get too much into it, but when it comes to, like, yeah, I don't want to do that thing, and then someone throws money at you, and they go, yeah, okay, I will for that. I don't think that's terrible, because I think you still have the ability to say no, just as much as, like, if someone wants to come to me in my job and say, hey, you can do all this workload, and I'm like, yeah, no thanks, I don't want to do all that workload. They're like, oh, no, we're going to give you a raise, and then you can do all this workload. And I can be like, oh. Well, yeah, okay. That's the other thing, yeah. I wasn't going to do it for nothing, but... Everything is... Ex- money. Everything is, is exploitative. Yeah. When there's an exchange of money. And I could still said no if they would have been like, no, we're going to give you a raise. It's like, oh, no, I don't want either of those things. Exactly. I don't want more money. And then they go, oh, okay, we got to find somebody else. So it just happens to also involve that uncomfortable part where 
oh, I'm seeing you naked. Yeah, that, yeah. there's a difference, I would say, for sure. But And there's also the question of, uh, yes, men like to see women naked. Do women like men seeing them naked? Or, or is it more that they mm. are just trying to appease men? I don't know. I don't know. All I'm, I'm sure saying it's is, different for each person. Keep taking your clothes off for me, babies. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so he, uh, but he cited on that he was a progressive. Right. Me versus the Puritans. Me versus my parents. Take your top off for me. Well, just the dad. His mom was cool. Yeah, she gave him the money for it. I wonder <laughs> if she regretted that later. That <laughs> <laughs> or she ends up on one of the... She was, yeah, she was the centerfold for, she's Miss March 1962. Man. With her 80-year-old tits flopping around. That was a good (laughs) sound effect. Well, you know the little bio they have next to it? It says, you know, I like to make cocoa for my my baby, Heffy, and my my tits sound like a windmill. Like a windmill. That's what her bio said. (laughs) Well, the other thing that people always talk about is, well, I'm looking at it for the articles. Yeah. Now, I used to just, I used to think that was a joke. I thought so. I thought it was like a euphemism. Like, yeah, I look at porn. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm reading the articles. Because there are articles in Playboy, but right. My assumption, because the only Playboys that I've actually ever seen were from when I, like, they were newish when I saw them when I was younger, and the articles were. You know, this cologne makes yeah. girls hot or whatever. Or, so there wasn't really anything heady to it. It but was more like uh, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily articles as it was uh, advertisements. Yeah, yeah. Or or some version of of uh, self improvement, which was really more like the advice you get at a maxim about how to yeah. What shirts should you wear this season? What to, to make all the girls wet on girl? Thir- yeah, on girl page thirty five. That girl. Likes this. Mm-hmm. Come get yourself some of this. And then she'll personally come to your house. Yeah. Yeah. I tried that several times. She never showed up. Did you get the... Did you put down your address? How does it... <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I just sent him my address. <laughs> you sent this girl. Using X body spray. And I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting. No, you're supposed to use bod. Oh, shit. you remember that fucking commercial? <laughs> I like your bod. This shit is creepy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's the weirdest marketing. Well, so um, he did want to make a legitimate publication that had some cogent intellectual uh, content. So he hit up some of the bigger writers at the time. Tom Wolfe, um, Jack Kerouac, uh, Kurt Vonnegut. Really? Yeah. You're, no, you're lying. Uh-uh. No, he hit up Kurt Vonnegut for writing in Playboy. Yeah. Did Kurt Vonnegut write anything? Mm-hmm. He wrote quite a bit in Playboy. What? Yeah, criticism pieces and essays and then like... If he was advertising a book, he'd send a chapter of the book to be published in there. Stuff like that. So, um, I guess... And Ray Bradbury. Really? Yeah, I knew that'd get you wet. No way. <laughs> Ray's your guy. I don't have to go right, read some of these articles. I'm reading for the articles. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. No. I really am. Your wife's not going to believe that shit. <laughs> I had to get this specific issue. Look, it says Ray Bradbury. You see this? And, she's, and she sees Betty Page on the cover. Uh, like, oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, Ray Bradbury's there, Hunter S. Thompson, uh, Lenny Bruce, and Alex Haley is sort of the bigger name. So these aren't, they're not writing sexy articles, it's anything that just is getting put into play. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Interesting. It's actually supposed to be like intellectual stuff and short stories and So you jerk off, then you feel smart afterwards. What's, what's wrong about that, you know? <laughs> yeah. You're urbane. 
and you have a boner. That's the hef. Have you heard of the? I can't remember what it's called. I always, I always fucking forget this. It's mm. called the. It's basically like post ejaculated ejaculatory post. What post ejaculation? It's the. You brought this up last episode. You. you the you, last episode. One or two ago, you've been thinking yeah. about. I think you called it. Uh, what is it? Post ejaculation shame. No, well, no, it's clarity. Oh, clarity. It's yeah, because of... but the clarity is. Shame. Well, I mean, <laughs> the idea is that so well that that comes along with it. it's it's all part of a joke. Clarity, so, that's right. There's a there's a running thing going on right now that I've seen now a lot. So that's why I'm bringing it up. Sorry. Yeah. But it's after you after you've ejaculated that you um you're smarter because you've only been able to think of one thing. Yeah. And so once you've done that thing, now you're like. Oh, I understand physics now. And usually the joke doesn't have to go along with this, but it often goes along with the fact that you probably just jerked off to something that you would have no. questioned if you were in the right state of mind. If so you weren't dick drunk. That's where the shame part comes is because you <laughs> come down and you're like, what, am I, what was I watching? Oh, my so, God. <laughs> so Hugh's attempt was to then walk you out of that weird space by giving Here. you an intellectual art yes. to flip through. Yeah. I also think he might have been doing it for that excuse. Like, you buy it, and your wife's like, what's this for? And you go, there's a Jack Kerouac article in here. Yeah. You, Dear, I know there are nudies, but I'm going to staple those pages together. <laughs> That's why they're stuck together. It's staples. Which is funny, because I'm sure you could probably get this from it's staples. <laughs> yeah. It's you not, can't see the staples. It's not post-ejaculate. <laughs> it's staples. But uh, the... Uh... There must have been other articles that you could have easily gone and read. No. There were no other magazines. <laughs> <laughs> Time yeah. magazine did not exist yet. Well, uh, Alex Haley actually it, – it's kind of interesting. Um, I didn't know this. So I know who Alex Haley is. He um, is actually more like an interviewer, and the reason I'm stuck on him is that he – there's actually a whole book written about all the interviews that he did for uh, Playboy. Yeah. So Alex Haley wrote uh, Roots – which is that really? LeVar Burton movie. Roots, as in like the... Like the novel Roots, yeah, which is about slavery. Right, damn. And he also wrote the Malcolm X autobiography. I did not know he did. So he's like an important intellectual guy, and he did interviews for, for, for Playboy magazine. Get this, he did interviews, extensive interviews with Malcolm X, uh, Martin Luther King Jr., wow. Miles Davis, and there's a Nazi guy whose name is escaping me, but he was like the leader. Hitler. Oh, that's right. Adolf. The leader. Yeah. Yeah. So it was Adolf Hitler. <laughs> uh, no, he's, it's, it, I fucking wish I wrote his name down. I, I can Skinhead. look Well, he's, he, he was considered the American Hitler. He was oh. the head of the American Nazi party. Damn. He is uh, George Lincoln Rockwell is his name. It's uh, the American Nazi guy. He was the head American Nazi at yeah, the time. Yeah, like the American Nazi party he was the head of. Anyway, the interview... Uh, I don't, do they like being called Nazis in America when you're a Nazi? Because they don't... Nazi's a bad name. I'm actually going to look up American Nazi Party because I wonder if they fucking knew that. And they That'd be funny. Like, yeah, we're the American backwards peasant idiots. Oh my God. We're neo-backwards idiots. so fucking perfect. Yeah. yeah, they are called the American Nazi Party. That's hilarious. So the American Nazi Party... Now that we've learned from the Typhoon Mary. Yeah, from that, uh, from last week. Yeah. A few weeks or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So from when you were listening to Typhoon Mary, if you heard the uh, 
interesting fact of the day we found out that Nazi was a was a derogatory term. Fucking they didn't like it. Insult. Yeah, they were backwards idiots, backwards peasants. Yeah, like they wanted to be called the whatever National Socialist. I'm a dickhead. Right. But everyone else called them. You're dumb. Yeah. And so we find out that the American Nazi yeah. organization called themselves. Yeah. George Lincoln Rockwell was the head of the American You're an Idiot Party. That's awesome. That's and, so brilliant. And he probably didn't fucking know that. He probably didn't. <laughs> Fuck, I just learned about it. Yeah. yeah. And Alex Haley is an African-American guy. Right. So not this, so meshy. This interview is intense. Like, I read it. And you can feel the pressure in there. And there's also a depiction of it. Fuck, I want to read it. In a movie where James Earl Jones is Alex Haley and Marlon Brando plays the Nazi. So they actually turned this interview into, like, a movie? Yeah. Damn. Well, I think the movie is about the Nazi guy. And they depict the... And I might be getting that mixed up because I didn't see the whole movie. I just saw that scene. Yeah. But um, Marlon Brando puts a gun on the table just puts the gun on the table and points it at James Earl Jones. And he's like, let's let's do this thing. And, you know, calls him an N-word. And then uh, Alex Haley, but this is actually part of the interview. Alex Haley goes, well, I've been called the N-word many times, but I've never been paid for it, so let's go. Oh, shit. I was like, that's a yeah. badass thing to say. Fucking rad, dude. And, uh, yeah, it gets heated. They talk about whether or not the Holocaust happened and why black people are uh, intellectually inferior. And this shit was in... Playboy. Playboy, like the next page, See, I didn't know any shows of this some eighteen-year-old farm girl's tits. Like, right. you're like, holy cow! So that they were doing some interesting stuff. So that's pretty brilliant on their marketing, because that there comes in the whole like I'm reading it for the articles. Because <laughs> exactly. some of those articles, I mean, I'm sure now I could probably find them and read them without buying any no, you issues. Can't. You have to buy the issue. That's what I thought too. Yeah, yeah. honey, I'll honey, tell you, I'll I tell your wife. <laughs> you tell my wife that. I'll tell your wife that. Yeah, both of our wives are gonna listen to this goddamn podcast. <laughs> They're the only ones who do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, that was the Alex Haley specific interviews, but there were also interviews in there um, done with Fidel Castro. What? That's crazy. Jimmy Carter, John Lennon did several uh, in the 70s, so much later. But yeah, they did high profile stuff like that to, to keep the integrity so, of it. Was everybody aware that that was going to go into the Playboys, or did they just think they were doing interviews? Oh, no, they knew. And then I wonder yeah. what the pay on was that, because I imagine that would be a really good marketing for the Playboy magazine to be like, we'll pay you pretty top dollar for your well, articles. Sh- they're a huge publication at this, this point, yeah. I mean, all these people you just named off are probably already making a lot of money from the stuff yeah. they've already done. So they're, ah, that's pretty crazy, man. It's smart. Yeah. It is very smart. Well, uh, in 55, uh, he has a son, and he does not interact with his kids. <laughs> and he's still married. <laughs> And he starts fucking the models, um, which was surprising to me. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah. No, he's a, he's a fucking he's married. And right. He's, this yeah. is, he's a businessman. He's running a legitimate business is of he, intellectual uh, portent. Now I'm interested. Does he ever identify as any kind of uh, religious? You know. No. I only wonder because it'd be pretty funny if you like. No, I'm a devout Christian, and this is okay. Boobologist. That's what he would. If if anything, boobologist sounds like science. Boobologist. <laughs> I worship the mighty boob. That's what he does. Yeah. Who sent down the other boob? Who was? <laughs> well. <laughs> so stupid. 
stupid. <laughs> See, the problem here is that when when you're bad, you go to hell. Right. And bad boobs go lower. <laughs> so good boobs don't. They they stay up. So in boobology, what? the Christ figure is the mighty silicone. <laughs> and I believe he prayed to an altar full of silicone for his whole life. His whole life he did that. Right. Um, in 1959, he starts what's called the Playboy's Penthouse TV show. Um, Playboy's Penthouse? Now, there's a competing magazine, right, called Penthouse. Not yet. Uh, no. Penthouse does come up later, but the show is called Playboy's Penthouse. And it's kind of fun where, like, the cameraman, so the viewer's angle, is treated like a guest at a party in Hugh Hefner's apartment. So you're the guy. It's like yeah. It's so like you first. You're hanging out with Hugh Hefner, and you go hang out with. What would you call this view? Um, I don't. What would I call the view of the t- the cam camera guy camera guy view? I think that's right. So camera guy view. Camera guy view. Uh, C what? camera guy CGV. What is <laughs> C CGV? Um, and you get to be the camera guy in the when you're viewing it. <laughs> so it's a, <laughs> so as the viewer, stupid. You hang out with Hugh Hefner. You yeah. hang out with Sammy Davis Jr., Buddy Rich, Ella Fitzgerald, Lenny Bruce. Lots of um. Jazz musicians were a big thing, uh, early comedians, people like that. Did um, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Did nope. Hugh have any black women? Uh, at this did he own any black women? <laughs> oh, no. Did he I have any that. black women models? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's there's black ladies in, in, in Playboy. And back then... In the 50s? Not in the 50s, no, but in the 60s, yeah. Right. I'm just curious if he was well progressive in that sense that is, of... That's a problem I have with him is, I mean, if you, yeah, when you think of Playboy, yeah, it's a blonde white lady, yeah. So you can't really make any diversity argument. Yeah, I don't think that was an argument. But he he's, he wasn't like Stanley and trying to right get everybody involved. But he did have some eventually at some time. Probably not. Well, most of the time. Yeah, there are some. Yeah. Not a lot. Yeah. Um. Okay. Not a great legacy I in was, that respect. I was curious. But, I was, um, I'm not surprised. Actually, he got in trouble for this show because there were actors who pretended to be guests at this party, mm-hmm. and there were many interracial couples that were implied. And that was a problem? Like a black actor and a white actor hanging ha- or holding hands or talking to each other. Yeah, in 1959, that's enough to make a stir. Yeah. But they were like, they're showing interracial couples. I Making hybrid children, I bet God. Yeah. I'll still buy the magazine, but I'm not watching that TV show. <laughs> and they were actually God upset about that. Damn. Oh yeah, <laughs> to the point where he got he got he had to go on to talk shows to defend this, where he was like, "Okay, You're uh, looking at titties at, at Playboy, we don't have an issue with with uh, interracial couples." Yeah, and that became like a thing, and and so that's why a lot of black people actually went on that show because it was. A big fresh outlet for black artists. Uh, it's actually interesting that like there sounds like I'm not sure how much good, but some good kind of came from yeah the perverted standpoint. It's really what you could take <laughs> away from him is that some good came out of his his boners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, he also opened up several play- Playboy clubs, 
which is they're just nightclubs that are that the servers are bunnies. Are they still around? No, they all closed down. Oh, actually, every affiliate with Playboy is closed now, except the magazine itself. Really? Yeah. Is there a reason why? Is it just all? He's terrible with money. Oh. Yeah, he fucked his business up. I was gonna say the internet came out and there was like, why? That too. Any of this stuff? Yeah, I think really Pamela Anderson was like the last bastion of traditional Playboyism in the '90s, and then it just. Because right. yeah, the internet and all their competing markets, and yeah, it was not an intellectual thing anymore. But uh, these Playboy clubs uh, were—I couldn't put my finger on it. Barbara Walters of Young Barbara Walters mm. mm-hmm. for a news piece went and trained to be one of the bunnies, and it was a cute little news piece. You can look that up. Oh, there's another piece from a feminist named Gloria Steinem, who Gloria Steinem went and applied to do this to write a criticism essay about it she tells the opposite story of barbara walters in which this place was pretty much um what you expect it to be (laughs) prostitution ah what you expect it to be (laughs) (laughs) so i'm just gonna move past that uh hugh hefner may be a pimp um in 1963 he actually gets arrested and goes to trial for, wow. listen to this, arrested and trial for having a depiction in his magazine of, uh, you know, Jane Mansfield? No. So she's just one of those other old um, uh, bombshells like Marilyn Monroe. Right. Um, she dies later. She gets her head cut off. Look it up. What? But um, she had a spread where she was in bed with a guy. They're not fucking. Right. She's nude. The guy's covered. Mm-hmm. But there's an implication there. And you cannot depict sexual intercourse in publication. That's hilarious. You can't. So he actually got arrested for the distribution of, uh, I don't know what they call it, insertion. (laughs) 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 And, uh, yeah, he got acquitted at trial because the judge was like, well, they're not fucking. They're just laying together. Get over it. Well, I think even, like, in television, even the mom and the dad – couldn't there wasn't any bedroom scenes like oh yeah like i love lucy where they have separate beds yeah separate beds or um you could never see them like i don't think you could even see one getting like if they were sharing a bed you could show i think just the bed but you couldn't have them them in it it. and or even like one in it It had to be just like that's just you know where they sleep and that might be the same same thing where they're like there's a an fcc legal issue to that maybe it's just pretty damn silly it really is fucking silly because because you know what's... Well, when I grew up watching I Love Lucy, I assumed people did sleep in separate beds because I was like, well, back when the world didn't have color, <laughs> when there wasn't <laughs> color yet. It was weird. It wasn't invented yet. Yeah. Uh, people slept in different beds, and those are both incorrect because I was a very slow and dumb child. But it's funny. As I'm it, a slow and dumb adult. As a kid, at that time frame, you knew your parents had their own bedroom that yeah. they went and slept in. Yeah, they're sluts. And... You might not know about sex, depending on how old you were or whatever, but you do knew that you knew that much. So, to have a TV show and then not just being able to like fully clothe, lay in the bed, like one reading a book and the other one whatever, yeah. you couldn't do that. No, uh, and I think that yeah, maybe that is just the case that there was such a conservative bent to culture that um, yeah. you couldn't even imply that sex occurred. But I do like that you can totally show a girl naked. But he's like, but we don't want to know if she's been having sex with that guy in the bed next to her. Yeah, she can take her clothes off because we know girls take their clothes off. Yeah. They do not let a penis go in them. That's disgusting. Yeah. Children are immaculate conceptions. But the judge didn't – he was like, yeah, this is bullshit. Oh, no, yeah, the judge was like, 
fuck. I would fuck like, James Manfield. Oh. He's like, thank you for getting... Can I keep this? Oh, God. Oh, God. My decree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm decreeing... Innocent! I'm, I'm decreeing... <laughs> You're free to go. You're free to go. Plaintiff. <laughs> Give me my rag. <laughs> And that's the actual transcript of the tri- of the trial. Yeah. So he got away with that. Um, another fun story. In 1966, a, a centerfold named Joe Collins. Uh, in 1966, if you bought a yearly subscription of Playboy, which at the time cost you $157, a lifetime subscription, sorry, $150. Lifetime? Lifetime. It was $150. Um, a Playmate would hand deliver an issue no to you. No way. Wait. And that was an issue, an issue, not every for your life. I didn't think that so, but weird. is it like, is it the first one or is it just like sometime <laughs> the first okay. issue? And when everybody was stateside, that's not a big deal. But in '66, Vietnam's going on. Joe Collins was flown into Vietnam. No way to give the first issue to a GI. You think it'd be like, all right, unfortunately, you're like this is just gonna go to your house. Whoever answers your wife at the door, fine. Yeah, you would think like the legality of it does not seem big enough that they would send this poor young girl to Vietnam, but they fucking did. That's so insane. Like you work here, Joe Collins. <laughs> you're going to Nam. Um, yeah, yeah, whatever. So they just I imagine they're dressed up as a bunny. Here's your first issue. Wink and goodbye. Well, she actually said that she ended up hanging out with the GIs and had a really magical experience. Magical. Well, I'm paraphrasing, but in the interview, she did not have ill feelings about it. She was like, it was really amazing to see it with the how shitty it is war. out there. Yeah. I had never imagined that war sucked. All I wanted in my life was to just take my top off. Yeah. And I went to Vietnam and experienced feelings. Joe Collins is a philosopher now. Really? No. I was going to be like... I just made that up because yeah, yeah, she had a revelation, but she didn't. She seems like a plenty pleasant woman. In the interviews I saw with her. Mm-hmm. But, um, so in the late 60s, uh, The Hef bought a mansion in Chicago, not The Mansion. Oh, okay. But started making the types of parties that we know he has. Swinger parties or whatever they are. Whatever. I don't, I honestly have no idea what goes on in, even in The Mansion. I imagine just a lot of sex and... Yeah, it's just, it's just drugs constant. and sex and dancing yeah. and, um, hot tub shit and... And then women getting paid and... Yeah, not openly. But, yeah. The celebrities that went to the other one. In quotes. Yeah. High high class celebrities go to the other one. Um O. J. Simpson. Was that before or after? Both, probably. <laughs> he says. No. I do I yeah, I've seen photos of O. J. Simpson at the mansion in the you know, prior to everything. And everyone's just like big eyed like whatever you feel like doing, it's fine. Whatever hey, you want to do. Hey juice. You do what you gotta do. <laughs> well, uh at this time and he is in his new mansion is when he starts to become the weird thing that we know him as, where he just wears robes, he conducts all his business in bed. Yeah. He also starts taking dex, which is you know, dexadrine. It's an it's an amphetamine. Speed. Yeah, okay. He starts taking speed. And he would what he called work play for 36 hours straight. What is that? Just I think work play means... Sex. So he was a like a workaholic and a control freak, so everything that was printed in the magazine had to go through him. Oh. So he's looking at thousands of slides of naked ladies in a mansion with naked ladies in it. Yeah. And so, yeah, he would 
work play. Hmm. All wholesome stuff. Right. Um, he actually didn't get clean from doing speed daily until the mid seventies sometime. But So he just did speed for like a decade or whatever? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think he was just blasted out of his mind for a super long time. Um this in the sixties is is the last little bit of intellectualism that he did when he was burning out of his mind with speed. He wrote the Playboy Philosophy. Uh, which is not really a good school of philosophy if you break it down. <laughs> what is it? It's a mixed bag of his opinions on uh, abortion, capital punishment, free speech, prostitution, feminism. Huh. Everything that's a hot-button issue, he would just... Yeah. He'd write a big, long essay about it, and, you know, really his opinion is just liberal. Yeah. You, you could just... You know what his opinion is on stuff, other than when it comes to... Maybe he should have kept some of the high-end writers that he was doing his articles. And... Yeah. Because his essays were um, not unbearable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, That's... you know when uh, when you first – you went to community college briefly, right? Yeah. Yeah, briefly. me too. When you take a class and they ask you to write an essay, the first thing that comes to your mind, because you're 21 you don't know shit, is abortion or capital yeah. punishment yeah. or feminism. So to be edgy. Exactly. So Hugh was uh, thinking about on that plane right there. So he's a pretty edgy fucking guy in his mind. Yeah. Oh, shit. You know what I think? Women should have rights. Yeah. You know what I think? Capital punishment might not be great. And then he's like, Deborah, get over and sit on me. (laughs) (laughs) Women should have rights. Hey, I got a boner. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's been a minute that I've had this boner. A full minute. Come handle this. No one. I've just been sitting here with my dick in my hand <laughs> by, by myself. By myself! <laughs> Wait, where's the speed? <laughs> this was the fucking guy's life. Yeah. Um, well, uh, his old TV show sort of collapses, and then a few years later he makes another one that's pretty much the same concept called Playboy After Dark. Yeah. This one was less about uh, African-American and jazz people, and this one was more about rock music because it's the 60s and right. the hippies. Um was actually a pretty iconic uh, uh, Grateful Dead set on there where they play really? a few songs. Uh, they play St. Stephen. It's a pretty good one. Interesting. St. Stephen with a rose and out of the garden. He goes. And there's a bunch of naked girls just like, yeah. I love Jerry Garcia so much. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. That's fucking amazing. Well, one of the drummers for... Uh, the Grateful Dead, Bill Kreutzmann, said that their drug dealer, who just hung out with them, because it's the Grateful Dead, right. dosed the coffee on set for the Playboy After Dark episode. Really? Yeah, with acid. It's like, here you go. And he fun. said, everybody was out of their mind high. So you can look that up on YouTube, and it's, it's what you expect. It's you can like, watch people that are on there out of their mind, or is it just an interview of him talking about it? No, it's the Playboy After Dark episode with the grateful dead on it jesus christ and uh hugh gets a little bit tilted towards the end and the extras start dancing in a weird way it's did someone it's have quite been... a 60s they, emblem they actually released the episode yeah i like that that's the thing that like someone goes in and doses everybody with acid they all have a wild time and when it all yeah. comes down with it they don't go like okay someone fucked with some shit now we gotta do a different episode and they're like yeah, just air that Let's roll with it yeah, fuck it's it. the 60s yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's what everybody used to say back then. It's the 60s. They, they didn't say that. Oh, did they not? I say that right now. It's the 90s. It's the 90s. 
That's how, that's how I excuse any behavior I'm doing. And then the other person's just sitting there scratching their head confused, and they're like, that guy's fucking weird. Yeah. Like, I run up to homeless people and take the money they've been begging for all day, and I go, it's the 90s. That's terrible. And I just run away. And someone's like, that guy's out of the loony bin. No, I'm cool. I feel great. I got $8 a day. I didn't do anything This for was it. today. It's the 90s. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> let's see. He uh, buys a plane. Yeah. Does what you expect he does with it. Scotty, it's a plane. It's got beds in it. He fucks people in the beds. It's probably doing coke in there. Great time. He uh, has a serious relationship with another lady. Um, when he her name's Barbie Benton. When he's forty two and she's eighteen, it's the first serious relationship he's had since his ex wife. But throughout the seventies, the chicken heads got too much for her and she left. Chicken heads. Chicken heads. Which is, it um, sounds like a reference to a book. What book? Uh, do androids dream of electric sheep? Oh. Chicken head. Yeah. Yeah. I Sorry. Never, I never random. made that association. Well, Philip K. Dick is uh, an icon of urban culture. Yeah. Probably. Do you think he wrote for Playboy? <laughs> I bet he fucking did, actually. Maybe I'll look that up. <laughs> um, so then, late 70s, he buys the mansion with the grotto, the zoo, the movie theater, the fuck dungeon, the... In-house plastic surgeon, the what movie theater, huh? You just said a bunch of stuff. And I don't what? Yeah, everything I said is true. Um, this is essentially Neverland Ranch, but for a seventeen-year-old boy as opposed to a toddler. <laughs> oh my god! I about to say. So, Michael Jackson's place was a, you know, it's to attract a certain, yeah, type of person, age of person. Hey, you know, I'm not discriminating against the otherwise old. Well, I don't think anyone's discriminating against the age of what was being. <laughs> and uh, neither was Hef. He created a place that attracted right. uh, people of a certain age. And that would have been 18-year-olds? Roughly. Yep. Because somehow that is the age at which they can fuck a guy's old wrinkly dick. And yeah. nobody calls the police. Now, I wonder if this is a question that every <laughs> single person had. When yeah. talking about Hugh Hefner, because I remember having this conversation at least multiple times with different friends, and it was the whole idea of yeah. seeing Hef on his older age and being like, "Do you think you think the girls have to fuck him still? Do you think you think he's still?" Oh, that happened. And I think that's the consensus that everyone's like, "Yeah." Well, so this is later in the story, but I can talk about it now if you want. No, no, no sorry, I jumped. No, ahead. we can jump into it. It's it's pretty great. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So later. Strap in. Strap on, folks. Strap on. <laughs> Later on. That's what he was doing. Later on, um, you know, obviously he can't maintain a boner. So right. he's a com- he's a Viagra commercial. Mm-hmm. And the girls that he would be dating, and I do quotation marks. Because he's dating like 20 of them. Yeah. I think at, at one point he had uh, 12 girlfriends. Yeah. He called them girlfriends, which is fucking creepy. Yeah. And he would lay in a bed. And this is this is according to a few of the this is according to uh, Kendra Wilkinson and uh, Holly Madison, who were two of the girlfriends. girlfriends. Um, he would lay in the bed. They would jump on and take turns and sort of uh, faux make make out with each other to keep him interested. Yeah. And then he would reach a point and go into the bathroom and jerk off. That was he couldn't. They both said that he did not ejaculate during sex. He never did. Huh. He was a jerker. Was it due to anything? Is it just because he's been 
jerking it for so long. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like... I think so. Like, nothing is really getting to him. And Nothing's he, better than this hand. He, he has to... I love this hand. has to be extremely specific and direct because nothing does it for him. It was one of the creepiest things I've ever heard. It sounds awful. And I read books about serial killers. And I read that and I was like... Yeah, yeah. It sends shivers down here. Fucking shit. Well, so... Okay. Back in the 70s, he had an assistant named Bobby Arnstein. And this was the time when the Nixon administration and a lot of public uh conservatism was trying to fuck fucking get rid of playboy yeah um and this is what you were saying penthouse comes out right and penthouse is considerably more sexual so at this time playboy is still just kind of cute there's no no vaginas and they're usually wearing clothes yeah. but their tits are out penthouse is bam because it's this look at this bush yeah and, or even more it's or yeah who was it? There's a, a comedian who talks about a this. holes wide open. That kind of that's that's yeah. penthouse, and they don't pretend to be intellectual. They just this is what you really want. This is they're just uh, stories about fucking your male lady, yeah, and stuff like that. So uh, Playboy was having to compete with that and fight against the conservatism. Well, the Nixon administration. Um, I wonder what Penthouse was going through. If, if Playboy's like, I got to fight against they were conservatism, fine. and then there's these guys like, bam! Bam! And they're like, we don't care. Go ahead. Say what you want about us. Don't give a fuck. You imagine, like, the first time when you were a kid and you saw a you, big, wide-open vagina, that's what your mind did was, bam! <laughs> yes. Like, what, what the? What the? Uh, 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 huh? Huh? Uh, huh? Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I imagine it only taking away emotion. some of... It had taken away some of Playboy's fight against it if oh, yeah. Plan- Penthouse comes out and they're like, well, it's because Playboy was like the biggest name. They were the ones that were attacked. Ah, uh, so yeah. Penthouse just had to hope Playboy won the fight. They just kind of drove behind them and took all the drafts. Yeah, and really, if you were a Penthouse guy, you're a sicko. But I read Playboy's articles. <laughs> <laughs> well, Playboy started to try and combat that, so they started doing some, you know, some bush. Uh, I- so, oh, tasteful bush. So wait, would you have guessed out of the few pages that you found of your very first thing? Would you have guessed Penthouse or would you have guessed Playboy or something else? Oh, I honestly don't even remember the pictures. See, me I, either. That's my problem too. Is yeah, and I don't, I don't. I think it was probably Playboy. I don't know. I don't know. My my memory says it's Playboy, but I think that's just one of those things that you insert where you're like, yeah, it's your first porn. It was probably I don't yeah, know. right. You yeah, the most popular. Name. I don't know. Um, it actually wasn't even porn at all. It was just pictures of old ladies that on a Polaroid, and <laughs> we all just said, "Whoa, this is what Playboy is. This is hot. This is not what the girls in my class look like." <laughs> well, uh, Barbie Arnstein uh, is Hef's like personal administrative assistant, and she gets caught with a little bit of cocaine, and the government, because they're trying to fight against this uh, nastiness trump up the charges right. start investigating her boyfriend he ends up being an actual drug dealer and she huh. gets sentenced to 15 years in prison whoa yeah and she actually commits suicide in response to that damn and was wait sleep, sleep while pills. in prison or before no so she got sentenced and she was out and about to be she was like fuck that yeah so she took sleeping pills and wrote her suicide note had only nice things to say about hugh and what a good boss he was but she's like i'm not going down for this and hopped out damn he was broken 
for a very long time over that. You think she'd be like, Hugh, let me use some of your money and get me out of the country. Something. Right? Like, that seems uh, very... Yeah, I saw some stuff that people said that she she was a depressed lady. Like, maybe she was just... Maybe she was just done with suicidal it all. anyway. Hmm. Bummer. I mean, as far oh, as... This is only good stuff. This is only inspirational stuff. Um, in the 80s, he, same fight, kept fighting against, uh, went from the Nixon administration to the Reagan administration, just fighting for the ability to share the boobies around the world. Um, does it fall under free speech? It uh, does, actually. Yeah. Every time, because it actually went to trial a few times. Um, the, the uh, what's what was he, the uh, attorney general for Reagan, his name is Meese. The Meese Commission was pretty much a witch hunt for immorality and the Mies Commission went after them and yeah. that's how they got off of that as the First Amendment. Um, but the Mies Commission actually tr- uh, threatened to sue or, uh, I don't know, discredit 7-Eleven and other um, convenience stores. How people could... Saying, yeah, you're a pornographer dealer. And 7-Eleven said, well, we're not fucking with that so we'll just stop selling Playboy. In response, Hugh Hef's idea was to have an all 7-Eleven employee issue and uh, he did. <laughs> he did it? He got employees of 7-Eleven. No way. Yeah. He straight up did. That's fucking that's like funny he, as shit just because it's like, he yeah, fuck me. Fuck enticed you. them with so much money. He's like, yeah, quit your job and show us like your 7-Eleven like, ID card or whatever so we know. We'll give you a spread. It'll say 7-Eleven in the background because we're saying fuck you to them. Yeah. And he has an entire 7-Eleven issue. <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious just because <laughs> it's, it's such a... a it sounds like it's just like kind of an immature response, but it, it, it's, it's funny. He's a 17-year-old boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he is. But then that came out in 1986. Um, I saw that in a few things that I looked up, and I didn't believe it, so I Googled 7-Eleven Playboy, and yeah, you can buy it on Amazon right now. Somebody's got it. That's fucking People hilarious. got boxes of that shit. So they won that fight, I guess, in, in moral opinion. Um, 90s come on. You know, cable TV, pornography is easier to get. It, yep. it was tough to compete. Um, Hustler Did, starts becoming a thing. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about Hustler. Um, does but, Playboy, Playboy does some TV stuff, don't they, though? Like, uh, once cable, don't they have, I can't remember what yeah, they there's had. A, there's a Playboy channel, but. Yeah, that's right, channel. Um, it's on the advanced cable I can, my parents could never afford, so I've never uh, seen it. Yeah. But I doubt it's all that fun. I bet it's more like the TV show, uh. Girls Next Door, but their tops are off. Like, What's Girls Next Door? Uh, we're, we'll talk about it. Oh, okay. So uh, now in the 90s, this uh, silly man-child is now dating multiple women. Of course. Partying constantly, and his business suffers because he's... Partying. Yeah. yeah. So his daughter, Christine, uh, actually takes over and becomes the CEO and cool. cleans house. She closes all the clubs, closes everything associated with the business except... Uh, were they just the hemorrhaging money, those things? Yeah. Sold his plane. She's like, Dad, you just got to stop. Yeah. So she did that, and he said, well, I'm going to fuck this chick. I'm going to fuck this chick. I'm going to fuck this chick. And he's just. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the 80, or 1985, he has a stroke. Um, he, so he quits smoking and drinking, starts jogging or yogging, I think it is. Is it's it a soft one, Jay? Yogging. Um, he ends up marrying a lady named Kimberly Conrad, who's another... So he gets married. Playmate. Yeah, this is his third marriage. But he also has girlfriends, or is he... When he gets married, is he... 
still sleeping with the models or whoever he wants. In fact, that's what kills his marriage later on. Yeah, of course. Kimberly Conrad is like, um, what? You can't be monogamous. And he's like, no, baby. <laughs> I sleep with whoever I want. So they tried to like have the mansion be like a family home, but the models kept coming to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the 90s. Um, they kept Playboy coming. Is, they kept getting invited. <laughs> they kept getting invited. It makes it sound like they just kind of showed up, and he's like, "No, no, you guys can't be here." No, they really. He's like, "All right, come on in, girls." They, they got invited. <laughs> yeah, they, they were invited. Um, so the '90s uh, Playboy is, you know, what I'm more familiar with. That's yeah, when see. I was a young lad. I mean, that's really just uh, Pamela Anderson and Drew Barrymore kind of stuff. Drew Barrymore was in Playboy. Yeah. Pamela, obviously, she was one of the biggest um, names for... Yeah, probably the biggest, I yeah. guess, next to Marilyn Monroe, maybe. But, um, yeah. yeah, her and... They they kept the, the magazine going. I think nostalgia really is what kept it going, because once the internet came out... I was about to say, so magazines weren't quite so big by the time I discovered pornography, because uh, the internet, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, I think I have honestly can say... At least up until I was 16, I might have only seen a couple of magazines in total, like two or three at most. Like 18, yeah, up to 18 years old, I might have seen two so, or three. Yeah, something Two of like them were probably like from the same person. I think, <laughs> you know, we're right at that age when that that was around, but it was starting to become... Obsolete. Yeah, passe. Yeah. Do you have a internet connection? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have 10 million more pictures. Yeah. That and are yeah, all... There's something fun about it, you know, to have some physical porn around who doesn't love having physical porn around <laughs> i love it um so he ends up getting divorced from her keeps fucking people he hangs out with fred durst that's important oh that seems so that seems so right it seems Those, appropriate yeah, wow yeah of course of course fred durst is the guy at that mansion Blech. like i did it all for the nookie yeah worst you know i really hate that fucking hate that, that guy. year that he we let that happen. Yeah, no, it's bad. I think about that all the time. Hot dog flavored water, starfish. As a culture, bullshit. Yeah, we we let Limp Biscuit happen. No, he was huge. Limp Biscuit was huge for like a year or two. And I just uh, out of curiosity looked looked them up the other day. Like I looked up like Corn and Limp Biscuit, like the bands that I was really into. Sure, they're all still pretty hard to listen to. Corn has some good stuff I still like. Yeah, Limp Biscuit is un. It's garbage. I don't know how. How did we let it happen? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, I never had any of their albums, but I had friends that had their albums, and I would listen to them. I had them. all their albums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chocolate starfish and hot, hot dog, dog flavored, flavored water. Give me something to break. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Yeah, I hope Fred Durst dies. Yeah, I was sixteen, so I mean, what can I fucking what can yeah, I do? That's true. Sixteen year olds don't know shit. Yeah. Neither do eighteen year olds. That's why they take their top off. <laughs> Luckily. So at this point, he is now the, the Skeletor in pajamas that we all know and love. Yep. Um, he is reportedly at this point caught in the bathroom of a Wendy's with a pair of panties tied around his arm. And he's got seven pills of Viagra on a spoon <laughs> that he's melting down. Um, he's just doing that to keep pace with his lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, the Wendy's employee who found him was featured in that next month's. <laughs> it's Wendy's. The Wendy. She she's just called Wendy. <laughs> yeah, he's like I met her at the Wendy's. Get it? 
get one of their hamburgers, I guess. I like that he's I like that he's melting it down so like he's gonna shoot it straight into his plant. Oh yeah, he was mainlining Viagra this plant. How else does he do it? And he's probably shooting it directly into his dick. <laughs> Just like Oh my god. Ah Jump on the half Well only for a little while, then I gotta then I gotta go by myself. <laughs> then I gotta go finish this off. Um, well, Jesus. this is the early 2000s now where, you know, he's the Hugh Hefner that we know. He's dancing in clubs even though he's like 70. Yeah. And he's dating many women. Yeah. This leads to, well, he had like at one point like 12 girlfriends and then he cut it down to three, um, which was because he legitimately loved those three. Right, of course. Not because that was a more manageable number for a reality show. Right. Which is what The Girls Next Door is a reality show. Okay, so he created a reality show that's him dating three girls? Yeah. Oh. And really the show is more about the girls, and he's a background character, kind of like how the <laughs> Osbournes was about the family, and Ozzy's just there. Yeah. He's uh, shouting in the background. Just an old, an Sharon! Old shuffling Sharon! 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 I threw a fucking turkey in the neighbor's yard. <laughs> Sharon! <laughs> that's, and the rest of the family's like, God. That's what Hef was doing. I got a boner! <laughs> hey! Come fix this! <laughs> it's actually a pretty god-awful, show. vapid, horrifying show. I'm sure. It doesn't sound interesting at all. I, I was aware of it, but I had never seen it, so I watched one episode. It's like the first episode, and it is cutesy, garish trash. Everything is pink, and hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee. Yeah. Look at my tits are out. And he is this, just the sexiest grandpa we have a diseased culture, yeah, and this show is a symptom of that. Did it, did it, did it do well? Is it, was it popular at the time? It's popular enough that I, you know, I was aware that it existed. But I've never seen it. How many and seasons did I go? I don't know. Too yeah. many. <laughs> One was too many. Any is too many. <laughs> that fucking trash. Well, in 2012, he marries uh, Crystal Harris, who this is definitely the one now. She's 24 and he's 84. Oh my god! Which is 60 disgusting. years apart. And his, 60 years. His dick is definitely just a limp, raw piece of wet beef jerky. That's <laughs> gonna say, can he do? I don't uh, know. Not only just age, but just overall. But he he claims to have been happy with Crystal Harris. Sure. She sounded happy. Whatever. <laughs> Getting a lot of money. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Becoming a millionaire. And then in uh, September 27th of 2017, he got food poisoning, which led to E. coli, which led to sepsis, led to cardiac arrest, and he's he's a dead person now. Yeah. Wait, he really got E. coli? Yeah, he got, I mean, apparently he ate some bad something. And when you're that old, that's enough to be in a, a grave. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. How old was he when he died? Uh, 91. It's a pretty long life. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a good run for there's a lot of young girls to So is Playboy still is the magazine still exist? Mhm. And yeah, I... a few years ago they announced that they would stop doing nudes. Really? And they would go back to being more of an article based. And they had pretty girls but not nudity. Um Really? Yeah. No titties even, huh? No. And the sales plummeted to the point where they're they're doing nudes again. Yeah, they're like, never mind, that was yeah. that was our whole point of our basis that we had accumulated for our they demographic. Re- they realized people aren't reading the articles? <laughs> what? 
Well, and I, I've seen, you know, go to like uh, FYE or any of the stores that sell like used DVDs and stuff. Yeah. There's always a section. I don't know if FYE is, I mean, I know they're pretty much down to only a couple stores in Utah. I don't know yeah. if they're really U- U.S. based as much, but hey, one. any places that used to be around Graywell or any used yeah. DVD, there's always a section that is Playboy and they have some sort of DVDs and they're always covered because they have nudity on the front, so <laughs> they always have like little little markers that yeah, cover them. Placard things. Yeah, and uh, I didn't realize that Playboy had so many DVDs. I have no idea what they're even. Is it just models and they're just modeling and you're watching it? Is it like that? I'm less familiar with. I'm assuming. It's probably just like girls gone wild. It's just drunk chicks taking their yeah, top probably. Off, I guess probably actually it's probably probably accurate. Um, There's I don't a know, whole could, big section of it. I never see anyone ever going over and buying any. We could go run to Fye right now and do some research. Oh yeah, we should probably do some research it's for science. <laughs> um, it's know. it's a pretty big empire. Uh, people love naked chicks. Yeah, that's just the case of it. Yeah, any, sex sells. There's no moral high ground here. It's just that people like chicks being naked. Yeah. And articles written by... Reminds me of the uh, joke from... Uh, oh, shit. I'm Phil Bex. I can't remember his name. He's one of the four that came... The, oh, Jesus. The four guys, and they all are from the South. Blue Collar Comedy Tour. Yeah. Now, what's the... Uh, well, there's a... With the really good teeth. Bill Engvall... And he smokes cigars and drinks. Oh, Ron White. Ron White. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Ron White has a joke. Mm-hmm. And then what you just said reminds me of it. He goes, well, you know how men are. You know, when they when they see one girl naked, they have to see them all. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good point. Yeah. yeah it's, I think that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Because a lot of these women did not uh, reappear in, in, in other episode, or issues. It's yeah. Just, there's one, a couple, one, but not yeah, a few. Like yeah, Pamela some of the highlights. Sure but uh, once the Hef had seen what he wanted to see, he was like, "Garbage." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Human beings are garbage to me. <laughs> He's uh, he may not be a great guy, but actually, you know, his ex-wives and his girlfriends. And I say every time I say the word girlfriends, is it's in quotes in your mind. Um, actually, you had nice things to say about him. He's nice. He's charming. The gentleman. Um. I'm sure. Holly Madison, who I mentioned before from the uh, Girls Next Door, said the opposite. Um, What'd she say? Well, there, she wrote the most popular ex-Bunny memoir, but there's a few ex-Bunny memoirs, and they all kind of follow the same path, that the mansion involved um, rampant drug use, a physical and emotional manipulation oh, yeah. from Hugh, um, prostitution, in a sense, I'm sure. Yeah, and uh, many, many of these girls, uh, it's not so much that they even regret that they were in pornography as much as they regret being hooked up with a guy who treated them like a... Well, and you kind of think about it... An object. On a, you know, skin deep, at least as far as what we know, you got a guy who is making most of his money, if not all of his money, from selling naked women where he gets most of the money than the model probably does yeah. and then he's using that money Just to then sleep with other women yeah i'm not saying that it's well yeah but yeah i understand yeah. well and the other thing is that they are legal adults and they are getting paid and and we all know what the exchange is there yeah they get to live in a mansion and have this this casual lifestyle so it's not really like it's really that 
unjust or egregious. It's just unsavory, yeah. a little creepy. Uh, it's every 17-year-old boy's fantasy, but he just kept doing it. <laughs> yeah. Just over and over and over again in a in yeah. a weird way. Um, the I don't I don't uh, you know I don't side with the uh, a lot of the arguments on on Playboy. For me, you know, sexual exploitation is it's like war. It's not going away, guys. Yeah. Let's put the picket signs away. But the, what does ultimately bother me is you know the separation of the dichotomy between this creepy old guy, you know, getting older and more frail, while these women have highly unattainable sexual bodies mostly because they're airbrushed and he's representing that as the uh the ideal way to live yeah. and that uh you know makes yeah. my balls shrivel a little bit makes yeah. the makes the boner dip the boner goes down that's why he needed all that viagra just to deal with the fact that because <laughs> he was living it yeah yeah but he did uh he did advocate for a lot of good stuff uh abortion he uh the playboy constantly gave to charities like rape crisis centers daycare centers oh, nice. uh, places for single mothers and, and and stuff like that and i honestly think he probably wasn't actually like a bad guy he just it was just a creepy old guy well really a creepy dude he did what any of one of us would do in that situation you now you're shaking your head back and forth like i don't know i mean <laughs> it's like one of those things like this is gonna sound weird because I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people who, who completely disagree with me. It's like when you like found out about threesomes, and you're like, dude, I could be doing two chicks at once. Fuck, dude. And it sounds awesome, but in reality, and I'm sure, once again, there's going to be people who disagree with me. And that's fine. I'm not I'm not trying to come down on other people's shit. You don't want to fuck two guys at once? <laughs> no. No, I don't. I, I think it sounds like it's a cool thought when you're a teenager, and then as you get older, you're kind of like... Yeah, seems like seems like a lot of work. <laughs> seems like I'm gonna make someone mad. Like there's gonna be a whole entire thing, and and I, I honestly it's not really that big of a deal. It just sounded way cooler. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It may. I'm sure it's probably awesome. You know, right? I'm sure there's. It's probably a blast. But you don't sound psyched at all. Yeah, I don't think it seems that. <laughs> Actually, I think I cite on that a little bit more too. Where yeah. I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> I don't wanna. You know, yeah. it seems like a lot of fucking work being you have to And I don't know. It's a lot of drug taking and lying to young girls. It's Yeah. Doesn't I don't seem know like if my feel bag. very good afterwards. He, I'm sure he felt great. I'm sure he did, yeah. Yeah. He uh one of my favorite quotes, he said that seven girlfriends is easier than a wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. Use use that as you as you'd like. Uh he also said uh you know, Picasso had his pink period and his blue period. I'm having my plat my platinum blonde period. Hmm. So, so that was cute thing to say. Sounds like he's trying to compare himself to an artist, and <laughs> yeah, he really is. Huh. He, um, yeah, I mean, a guy with the uh, emotional maturity of a 17 year old boy who just got rich doing that and kept it going, kept fucking the ladies. And, I now um, am actually like legitimately. Yeah, interested in some of the articles I'm going to look up online. Sure, I'm sure you can find without having to actually. Sure. Go through the uh... one of your friend's dads has them. <laughs> Which one though is the question? How do you ask? Hey, that is hard to. Where do you? Uh... Is your what? dad up porn? Where do you got? <laughs> can, I, can I borrow it? What do you got in your top drawer? Huh? <laughs> Besides the socks, yeah. What else is in there? What's what's under the socks? <laughs> you got to no. just put that on Facebook. Like anybody's old dad still got creepy old. Uh... 
printed pornography. I want to take. I want to go into a time machine. I'm looking for some Ray Bradbury articles. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the reading material. Yeah. Yeah. And then he gets to get back a response. Don't worry, it's stapled shut. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, uh, cheers, you nasty old uh, pervert. Perverts. Uh, innovator. American hero. Woo! Thank nope. you for listening to People Time. People Time. Where we uh, tell you we're going to get... To, there's another episode, so... I, I, uh, listen to the next please, episode. Please. And Could you tell them to subscribe for us, please? Um, please subscribe and send your friend's dad's porn to <laughs> me. I will po- I'll, post, I'll post my address on the internet. Hey, thanks again for listening to one of our podcasts. Be sure to catch our next one that's coming out. Thank you. People time! People time. Hey, click on the next one and subscribe. Bitch. Yeah.